William Carey University is one of the top universities in the Southeast. With multiple scholarship opportunities for incoming students, it's one of the most affordable private universities in all of America. Carey provides a multitude of undergraduate and graduate programs, as well as over 10 different doctoral degrees. Did I mention that Carey also boasts one of the top 100 med schools in the country? And I also hear that the baseball team's pretty dang good. Check them out on all forms of social media and visit wmcarry.edu for more information. If you're looking for hats for your business, hunting club, or just whatever, go check out Chickasahay Hat Company. It's locally owned by good folks so you don't have the hassle of dealing with big box companies. They carry multiple different brands and sizes, including the number one selling hat, the Richardson 112. Custom embroidery is available on all hats and shirts, and to top it off, 10% of all profits go to charities for people that struggle with addiction. Like I said, good people. You can check them out on Facebook at Chickasahay Hat Company or on the web at chickasahayhatco.com. Back to bags and move down to Florida. I've been blue since she went and gone. And this bowling green motel room is now my old Kentucky home. And we're back. First episode of the Pinstripes Camo Podcast of 2023. Um, so, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. So, it's typical New Year's in Mississippi. It's what, 78 today? Yep. Yes. So, a week, what was it, a week ago? When it was, or a week and a half ago when that cold blast came down and, you know, everybody's freaking out about their pipes and, you know, what, it, it got down to 15 here. 15 here in Hattiesburg? Yep. Yeah. One, week ago to, one week ago today, I hunted in the morning for ducks, and I almost didn't get to the blind because my boat couldn't break enough ice to get in there, and it was 21 degrees. Good grief. Today, I, I put together, I know you guys have seen it over at my house, that giant stone picnic table that I had leaned up against the wall. Yep, back. yep, I have seen that. I put it together today. Uh yeah, I got it in a stone hinge picnic table. All right. So quick story. Uh, my father-in-law grew up in North Alabama in the mm-hmm. hills and his dad owned a stone quarry and his dad uh, made picnic tables out of stone okay. and other things out of stone. So um, this particular table was at my in-law's house when they lived in, in Florence, just south of Jackson. And when they moved down here, uh, we put it at our old house and then we, we got to take that table with us. And I didn't know this until yesterday. Um, he told me when he was a kid, uh, he used to sit on top of that picnic table every summer and eat watermelon. So kind of neat. And, uh, it weighs, the top of it weighs about five or 600 pounds. And each leg to it probably weighs 250 so you're going to uh, keep moving this every time you move? I, I'm hoping I don't move again for a long time. My wife's so. grandmother was gracious enough to give us a huge dining room table in our house. And it's awesome. I love it. Um, I'm not sure it ever leaves this house, though. <laughs> I said that about this picnic table, and here I am. It's here. So, But I got it in the ground today, and I did it. And I don't know how we got off on this. I guess it was the weather. I did it without. I did it in shorts and with no shirt. Just a week after freezing to death. Uh-huh. And there's not even real good cold weather coming either. I looked for the next 10 days. There's not much. Yeah, I saw the same thing. I was kind of hoping we'd get another little blast. Yeah, but I was for ducks. But now it looks like we're just going to have a typical duck mm-hmm. January instead of what we had a week ago. Because it was really good a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got my own Friday. One foot seas. Winds at five knots. No. You thinking of going out? Yeah. I'm sick of this. I was going to ask you because I saw that it was really good weather for fishing. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see if, if uh, we can get out. A friend of mine sent me some pictures the other day. He was hammering redfish. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'll be skipping them, but if I go out, I don't know. I don't know what I'll get into. I'll probably buy a wetsuit all the way down there. Yeah. Oh, you're still into shooting them, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, if I couldn't, if I couldn't get a wetsuit time, then I would just go. I don't know if snapper season's still open or not. Doesn't matter. You just hide <laughs> them and drive in. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned something before the show. Um, what about uh, and and I am very anti New Year's resolutions. Because I feel like yeah. if, you, if if you have something you know you need to do better, why do you wait till the new year to do it? That's but, what I told Hayden today. But you acted like I, you acted like you were you, you have a new year's resolution. No, I was literally just going to be a jerk. <laughs> if anybody else had new year's resolutions, I was just, <laughs> I was going to say I don't make new year's resolutions because I already live an optimal life. Um, <laughs> you and Liver King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. I guess uh, I guess my New Year's goal is to have a longer bottom time. That'd be a goal that I had for New Year's, but I've actively been working towards that since the inception of my desire to spearfish. What is a bottom time? Like how long you can stay down there? How long you can act? How long your active hunt time is? So like you have, you know, your breathe up and then your dive, and then you have your time that you're actually hunting, and then you're coming up. Prayer. Gotcha. Well, how long? All right. How long can you stay down? There's so many factors that go into like, is this going to be a dive that's worth it? Max is probably a minute. That's that's going diving down in 20 foot of water, probably fishing for 30, 45 seconds max, and then coming up. Yeah, I, I, I. I've never been able to hold my breath for very long like that, but I swear your dad, I've been hand grabbing with him before and watched him go underwater to go in a log. And I swear it was like five minutes before he came out. Yeah. Dad and I have had this conversation several times about him not pushing that envelope um, because, (laughs) because underwater blackouts are super real. And I'm like, just and I know he's going to, and I know it's going to happen eventually. So my main thing now is making sure he doesn't keep his snorkel in his mouth when he dives. Well, I suppose you, you guys carry a can of air with you just in case you get down there and you're twenty foot down. You know you're close to blacking out. No, oh. that's what your that's, that's what that's what your guy does up there. That's looking at you while you dive. Yeah, I mean, if you black out, like if Ben and I, if all three of us go. And we're at Orange Beach, and Ben's diving off the edge of the jetty, and he goes down in 20 foot. He's got no business being that deep, and he blacks out on his way up. He's fine unless he has a snorkel in his mouth. I mean, he's just he's just going to go out. He's not going to try and breathe. His mouth is going to close. He's his eyes. Everything's going to lock up super tight. And I'm going to go swim down and grab him and blow on his face, take his goggles off, and he'll breathe again. Yeah, if, you di- if you black out with your snorkel in your mouth, that becomes a – you can't close your mouth. So your mammalian dive reflex can't kick in, and then water just shoots into your lungs as you die. Yeah, none of that's going to happen anyway because I'm not – Well, it might. I'm not – I'm not – I don't push it like that. I don't mess with water like that, so. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. You had me cross – the largest river in North America with a boat that didn't operate. So you do push water. Yeah, I've been super safe <laughs> on the water. The boat. We weren't under the boat. That's true. We were in a well. We were close to getting up under the boat. We were. Yeah. If we'd have got if yeah. we got stuck on that jetty, we'd have had a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. You had to figure out a way to get the front of the boat facing the current, or you would have died. You would have had to have been really clutch. Going into the jetty, that would have been the Jesus. that would have been the crucial moment. Is going into it, you had to get the boat facing away. Two, if we'd have done that, two, maybe two days later, maybe not even, maybe a day later, twenty four hours later, we'd have been stuck on the rock jetty with the way but the river the, was dropping. But but that's the thing though, like you hit that rock jetty sideways, this it's over. So your boats, your boats going, your over. boats sunk. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt's really? dead. <laughs> I might be dead. But, well, I don't have a New Year's resolution. Ben, do you have one? No. No New Year's resolution. I mean, I need to lose 
20 pounds. Oh, I need to. <laughs> but I've been needing to lose 20 pounds for a while now. Yep. So. This is a life resolution. <laughs> I need to get down to my fighting weight. I'm way above it right now. I'm, I wish I, I wish people to... wouldn't make fitness re- resolutions because it really affects my gym time. Well, for about a it, month. It, yeah, it makes me really toxic towards a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go take up space in the gym right now. I mean, that's just not me. I'm not doing that. Those people need to see if they can jog a mile for one month. And then if you can do that and do that for one month, then you join the gym. So that would be my, that's my recommendation to all the people who are going to go do uh, like something stupid, like uh, curl the bar and and take up the entire power rack. If you're going to do that be that guy jog for one month, and then if you can jog for one month consistently, then come join the gym. Matt, can you can you run a mile without yeah. stopping now? I can. I have a little muscle memory on running. Not real fast. I'm fat and I'm overweight. But for some reason, running, not fast running, but like running like we would run in the Army, I have a lot of muscle memory from that, man, and I can do that. Like I can yeah. go 5K if I needed to. Is it going to be 33 minutes and be real slow? Yeah, it is. But I can keep the pace thing. You know what I mean? Like keep my yeah. I don't. I, I was I was wondering that the other day. I was like, I wonder if I could run a. I know I can't do like a 17. I'll never see that again in my life. God. I was like, I bet I bet I could do a 21. I think but I, I don't could, know. I think I could I do, do 24. I think I can do 27, 28 right now. 24 is my 5K ever. I was, I mean, I'm not a gifted runner. I just, yeah. Well, since we're, uh, anyways, <laughs> since we're talking about stupid stuff like exercise, um, can't this, say that. <laughs> let's get on with the idiot of the week. And aside from the idiot of the week being everybody that made a New Year's resolution and all of a sudden going to the gym, um, this one comes from Monroe County, Georgia. So we haven't have I don't think we've had a Georgia one. Not um, in Louisiana. I've tried to keep it in Louisiana, but <laughs> just Louisiana's been quiet lately. It's it's kind of disappointing me. Um, two two guys go hunting in the woods, and as they're walking in the woods, they hear this man like blasting incredibly loud music for about ten minutes. Um, the guy apparently saw these two guys going hunting. So this guy pulled up and said, I'm going to turn my steer up as loud as it'll go. Try to scare off a uh, deer. And then the, uh, the guy that was playing the music fired a gunshot in the air, uh, supposedly in the direction of the two hunters. Um, so these two guys backed out, they called the police and they come up and there's a 36 year old man with a 12 gauge shotgun sitting up against his chair uh and he admitted to turning his radio up very loudly to try and scare the deer away so he was arrested for being heavily intoxicated uh (laughs) and discharging this i guess the the charge was discharging a firearm while under the influence of alcohol is what they got him for um he admitted to uh, having downed eight shots of tequila while staying up all night drinking and watching movies before he did this. So. I've had eight shots of tequila in one longer year. <laughs> I had that a long time. Um, but yeah, so this idiot was uh, arrested for this. <laughs> the dude's, I kind of love. I kind of love this guy. Well, I'm kind of he just likes like, a party, dude. That's it. <laughs> well, we didn't discuss what was going to be the idiot of the week before, and I like that one. But I've actually got one that I'm going to get on to me for. But I gotta, I gotta say, it's the idiot of the week, even though it happened right before our break. What on earth was the state of Mississippi and Ole Miss boosters doing? Committing what seventy-two to eighty million dollars to Lane Kiffin? <clears throat> Oh my gosh! I can't believe you brought this up. No, I had yeah. to bring it up because well, look, I'm, look, not gonna, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get mad at you. I like that. Lane Kiffin. I think he's a good coach, but he's literally a just barely above 500 coach at Ole Miss, and they're going to commit almost a tenth of a billion with a B dollars to him. 
I thought that was wild. I just couldn't believe that. I was like, that's an outrageous amount of money for somebody yeah. that has been mediocre at best. Well, the season ended uh, whenever they lost that close game six. to Alabama. Lost five well, of six. Yeah. Well, it was over that night. Um, <clears throat> I don't care. I just like that. I just like that they're 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 spending this type of money, and that makes me excited for whenever he's fired in two years. <laughs> they can't fire him now. You're you're stuck with it. You can't because you can't afford the buyout. But uh, he look. I, I actually like Lane Kiffin. I'm, I'm not a Lane Kiffin hater. I just I couldn't believe the the amount of money. Because somebody correct me if I'm wrong. That it's got to be the largest contract in college football for this year that we've heard. Right? I would well, think so. I just want in Mississippi ever. Yes. Do you guys ever like? Does it ever bother you? And it really bothers me because I'm a baseball guy, and I probably should have been a football guy if I wanted to make money. But does it ever bother you to think that the highest paid employees in the state of Mississippi are football coaches? And you know, I thought about that. Um, uh, I mean, I guess it bothers me a little, but honestly, I don't have any problem with people making money. I rarely get upset about it unless they're just ripping people off. And I personally think that Lane Kiffin is a genius in this whole deal, that he was able to get the state of Mississippi, which is one of the poorest states in the country, because they put up about half of that contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, four years, I don't know how many million they, they're paying for. In Mississippi, you can't have a contract longer than four years. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you can't, um, but but you can. You can, like, there's, there's some loophole to make it six. Yeah. I mean, but anyways, Mississippi just has a real bad look to the rest of the country. And I know they're not trying to put on a good show or anything, but I mean, think about it. We got one, our, our greatest football player, as far as that's alive and celebrated, is under is in trouble for taking millions of dollars of public money. And then the the people who allow, help, help allow that to happen decided that we're going to go ahead and commit to, you know, a 20th of a billion dollars to another football coach. And just so everyone's aware, like, I don't think anything against Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Uh, let me just go ahead and tell you, they're not going to win a national championship. It's never going to happen in our lifetime. They're, you can't recruit enough players to those two schools. Well, you could you could before NIL. Yeah, well, then NIL for sure you're out. So I'm just like, what did you spend all that money on? Like, they're not even going to win an SEC championship. I hope they do. I hope I'm proven wrong there. But I just would, I wouldn't bet money that a Mississippi team goes very far in college football in the next 10 years. Speaking of Mississippi money, you still owe me ten dollars. I do owe you ten dollars, but I'm getting some slick tricks out of it, so that's a pretty good. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, send me your Venmo. I'll send it to you Venmo. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, well, you want cash? Uh-uh. I want. I want you to hand me ten dollars. <laughs> I will. I, I will. I tell you what, we're gonna do though, Ben. The next time we meet in person, it's it's a dollar a minute penalty that he's not there. Ooh. Okay. What if he's nah. early? <laughs> You did light a, a couple times. I'm just messing with you. But anyway, that was my little idiot of the week rant. I just, I just can't believe where we are in the state of Mississippi that we decided we'd spend. I mean, my lord, that's just an outrageous amount of money. Well, I'm just game. appalled by the fact that you referenced Brett Favre as the best Mississippi football player in Ontario. I, I said a lie. Well, he doesn't live here, though, does he? I don't think Jerry lives here. I wouldn't if I was Jerry. <laughs> No, look, all, lots, a lot due to him. He's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't think Jerry actually has that type of money anymore. Hayden's told me some stories from him being at like Mississippi State bars and stuff. Well, that's uh, not that's not uh, <laughs> maybe it's copper fit might not be paying the bills. Well, anytime well, somebody does the copper fit commercials, you know they got a, they got they got something they want to buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me give you an example: Tiger Woods. I don't see Tiger Woods doing a copper fit commercial. No, God, no. <laughs> I, you I'll did. You, you did just mention like one of the richest men in existence. Yeah, that's true. I, I will say this: that I saw uh, since we were talking about Favre a minute ago, he he's got a new a new thing that he's got now. Um, it's uh, an app that you get oh, on there. It, it's a oh, prayer a prayer app. I know. You saw that. It, oh yes, it's like people don't read these things so they come out. It's like people just, just do Wrangler. Yeah, I'm just look. I'm a big fan of read the room. Like you want to read the room before you make a comment or something. 
And there's so many people that just don't read the room before they come out with stuff. And Brett Favre coming out with a daily devotional thing while millions of dollars in public money's hanging over his head. It's just so ironic. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was bad, bad time. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Mississippi, this is something that, that pertains to actually pertains to hunting and fishing. Um, that buck, buck number 140, that has crossed the Mississippi River numerous times, uh, it's got to be kind of famous, um, mm-hmm. was killed this year. That is correct. Killed on public land. That's right. Uh, apparently, his, his tracking collar fell off. It was time for it to fall off. So, and uh, the uh, uh, the what is it? The guys that, that track them, the guys at the Deer Lab, they encourage somebody if you see it to shoot it, and then uh, <coughs> that happened. So, yeah, and he was very mature. He was a great buck. I mean, I had to guess. I'd say around one hundred and forty inch, ten point, something like that. Yeah what he looked like to me he was a real good deer though right um i may have the score i was trying to find the score it may not have it on here but he was definitely a, a mature bog like you said so no i don't have the score that is a it's a good deal though that somebody got him i mean can you imagine seeing those two ear tags walking to you that say 140 right and you're sitting in the stand and you're like uh-oh this is about to happen and of course now the the question that's come up is uh, whether or not Buck 140 will test positive for CWD mm-hmm. with all of his travels. From what I saw from the pictures of him, he didn't look small. No, 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 no. His body is, is a good body type. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I, and I probably need to mention the hunter. Uh, the guy that killed him, his name is Trevor Martin. He's from Hurley. Um, so congratulations to Trevor. Uh, is that the coast? Yeah. There's a lot of coast hunters that come up to the Delta for sure. Yeah, I think it was killed at the uh, Phil Bryant WMA, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, it was 10-point unit at Phil Bryant. 10-point? Yep. How about that? Yep. <sighs> so, I've actually never seen Steel Bayou or Phil Bryant, never been over in that area. I don't know what those places I duck hunted. I duck hunted there one time. Any good? It, uh, we... <laughs> No, <laughs> it was like like sixty two degrees. Oh, yeah, it was typical um, January, Mississippi. I weather. mean, it looks like every other piece of Delta land. It's flat, yeah. lots of red oak, and there were ponds. We actually committed a felony that day, probably. Um, Statute limitations up. Uh, who cares? We just we couldn't <laughs> find the trail, so we just. <laughs> road side by side zigzag until we found the duck hole. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, put a sign up. God, <laughs> I mean, I've never been there in our life. Put a uh, freaking sign up. You mentioned Steel Bayou, Matt. I've, I've never been hunting over in that area, but we used to do a lot of bow fishing off Steel Bayou. Hmm. And uh, we were always, we'd always see a lot of deer at night when we were out there. But, uh, We'd always see big alligators too. Yeah. Um, since I mentioned the CWD thing a minute ago with the uh, with the buck one forty, um, you guys, I know you've been you both keep up with what's going on in the news and stuff. Uh, the big the big new spending package, the one point seven trillion dollar federal spending bill that got signed at the end of the year. Yep. Um, there's I hope actually, Russia wins. <laughs> that's where I'm at I, I don't know enough about what's really going on to have an opinion on the matter no I don't I, care anymore I, I know that I don't like the idea of American tax dollars continuing to keep going over there and going over there well I got some um, really bad news for you then you're not going to like the United States since World War II I know it I know it and, and yeah we could go down a deep rabbit hole with that but I agree but one of the things that was uh, in the uh, pork of this bill, uh, Senator, uh, uh, I don't know who introduced it, but a CWD bill was tacked into the into the package um, for for research on CWD. I so, did see that. Well, that's good. I hope Roger Wicker's never reelected. Oh, don't worry, they all will. Yeah. Hunter, why don't you run for office? 
I'm not old enough. You're the not last old sentence he right. said before we got into <laughs> this topic was, I, we committed a felony. And then you get him to get, to, when are you going to announce your candidacy? Well, <laughs> he'd be perfect on the Republican ticket. <laughs> I'm not going to be on the Republican ticket, Ben. You know that. <laughs> Hunting season is here, so why are you still loading your four-wheeler in the back of your truck? Head on over to Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales in Columbia, Mississippi. They got a trailer for all of your hauling needs, including trailers for four-wheelers, side-by-sides, and tractors. Gooseneck trailers and dump trailers are also available. And in the event that you kill a deer with your truck rather than your rifle, they can take care of that too. Check them out on Facebook at Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales, or give them a call at 601-736-3219. Anyway, CWD. Uh, who would have thunk it? We've we have arrived at uh, a CWD bill thrown Look, into a one point seven trillion dollar package. And I know it was on the agenda. We were going to start talking about it, but it, this kind of rolls into it. Is I I just don't know what they do with the money they put into conservation and things like that because we were going to talk about bag limits. Yeah, and being I see no changes. In, I mean, every article you read about turkey hunting is turkeys are on the decline. Yep. Well, the bag limit's still three in Mississippi. It's right. changed. I don't know. Have, when's the last time the turkey bag limit changed in Mississippi? Don't know. It's been three as long in as my I can life, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they say the same thing with ducks. I've got a number of guys that have hunted their whole lives. I haven't. I've only been doing it about five years. But number of hunters that are like, man, it used to be three ducks. It was so much better. Now it's up to six. But And everybody says there's less ducks. But they don't change anything. Yeah. Um, since you mentioned bag limits a minute ago, one of the things that, that I wanted to say tonight to clear up the air on, I'm not sure if I said it on air or not or if I wrote about it or what, but in Mississippi, you get three antler deer per year. Correct. And I don't know if I ever mentioned that one of those antler deer can be any antlered buck in Mississippi. Yep. And, and I don't know if I even knew that until the other day. Well, I think the reason they implemented that now, somebody listening to the show wants to correct me, go ahead, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to get more CWD tests done. And so they're opening it up to more bucks being shot. Like there's no good <laughs> reason for somebody to be allowed in Issaquina County along the Mississippi River to shoot a dang spike. It doesn't make any sense. Well, okay, I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a second then. Please say calling. Please say calling. <laughs> well, what if you have a, a deer that you know, like you've had it on camera for four years. Mm-hmm. You know that's the deer, and he's a three-point, okay. or just a deformed buck. Like, And you've got to count him as one of your bucks, but if you shoot him and say that rule's not in place then you have to get special permission to be able to shoot that deer. Okay. I'm trying to figure out why does he need to be shot is what I'm trying to figure out. Just taking him out of the breeding pool. But you're not taking his mom out. I know. And we've had that conversation where the does are just as important as as the bucks when it comes to genetics. And But if you, I mean, you can't. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's let's change it up. I understand where you're coming from, but let's just say you hunt in. I'm gonna make up a county, but let's say Ben has access to a thousand acres in Smith County. Just say Kapai, and it's all Kapai. It's all connected, and the land the land around you gets leased. Okay, by seven guys from Louisiana, and what are the first seven deer they shoot? Spikes. Now tell me. Now justify it. You're gonna say, well, they're idiots. Why would they do that? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. That's true. I, look, South Mississippi, I get it. I've seen mature bucks in South Mississippi that are, well, you've got one uh, hunter, Spike Zilla or whatever he is. What do you call him? Yeah. Uh, well, he's just, <laughs> he looks like a demon. He's horrifying. Like, I don't even want to see him in the wild. He looks seven years old, though. <laughs> he looks seven years old, 300 pounds. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a 300-pound <laughs> spike in Forest <laughs> County. He's a three-point. He's got a little nub for a time. <laughs> Never seen him in the daylight, ever. 
Also, and, and I, never, go ahead. I'll I was going to say, my guess is it's so they, they're, they're wanting to see more CWD testing done. That would be my guess. I can't imagine what the, what the justification for that rule is outside of that. Because the state of Mississippi in the late 90s or early 2000s are the, one of the states that went to the four-pointer better rule. So why would you you've, – you've basically had a four-pointer better or minimum spread, minimum main beam for 20 years. Why would you just up and switch it and say you can start shooting spikes? I agree. I know, and 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 obviously the the parameters that have been set have worked because Mississippi is among the top states in the country now as far as harvesting mature bucks. Um, so and and I think bigger deer being killed in Mississippi every year because people are letting them go and letting them grow. But I don't know. There's just a part of me that still and it may just be bad information that i've had all my life mm -hmm. there's a part of me that still doesn't have a problem with you know a buck that you know has some serious deformities um and, and taking that buck out of your herd even though that it's that buck his genetics may have become uh, been solely dependent on his, his mother's health mm -hmm. and, and yeah. some of it could be him it could be a mixture of both but uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand what the state was trying to pull off because there is good data to show. Well, I mean, look, we can we can show it right now. In 2002, if you shot a 150-inch deer in the state of Mississippi, you were on a magazine cover. Yeah. In 2022, if you shot a 150-inch deer, you got an attaboy. Yeah. Because there's they're so much more common now. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi uh, sportsmen hadn't even put you back on the uh – on the Facebook picture, have they? Uh, not yet. I think it's next week. <laughs> <laughs> Since you killed another 150-inch deer this year? Yeah, but see, you just didn't do that. Atta boy. Atta yeah, atta boy. Atta boy. <laughs> That's right. Atta boy. But, but like, I just, you know, deer is a little different. Uh, we have a lot of deer in Mississippi. The turkey one, though, I've never understood why. They don't make any adjustments to turkey season. It's just weird. Uh, it should be one. What do you think that if we drop the limit to two, do you think it would make a tremendous difference right off right off the bat? Because I how many, I have how no many idea. people? I don't know a whole. I mean, I know they're out there. I don't know a whole heck of a lot of people that that kill all three. Yeah. In a year. Also, we live here, um, and there are there are places there where there's much much like. Uh, much like uh, deer hunting, if you live in this area of the world, you might as well just fish offshore. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you're too, you're you're far enough north where you think you can do it, but you're still too far south where you might as well just go ahead and make the trip. It's only an hour. Um, like turkey hunting in New Hebron, and especially in like. Uh, uh, what's that national forest in uh, Smith County? Shangala? DeSoto? Whatever. Uh, I, well, whatever. That that area. I mean, Turkey Hunt is just so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Ben, I was going to say that I'm not saying necessarily there needs to be a change. What I'm saying is, what are they doing with all the money that comes in? If, they, if to this day, they still can't tell you how many turkey hunters are in Mississippi. They can't tell you how many turkeys are killed every year. So they just blindly set a bag rate, a bag limit. I, I think it's like, well, what's the name of that act where, you know, conservation efforts get so much money off every ammo and gun sale? You know the name of it, Hunter. Um, uh, Pendleton Act. Pit, I thought it was something. Pit, Pittman, Pittman, Pittman. Pendleton, Robert Pitt. I don't know. It's something something, something Pittman. Yeah, we talked about it not too long ago. I guess I'm just curious as to like, I, now don't get me wrong. I know conservation officers need to get paid. They probably don't get paid enough. I'm just trying to get to the side of, do y'all do any data research on like how many of these deer were killed? And I will give the state credit also. Like, you know, I duck hunt. You can go online and every week get a duck report from every WMA of how many ducks were killed versus how many hunters. Right. Well, you know, every turkey is supposed to be checked now. That's correct. It um, is. That's true. On the app. And I've, I've gotten to where I've uh, – I use the app and uh, the MWDFP app, and I report every deer that I kill on the app. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know everybody doesn't do that, but, um, I didn't even know you could. Yeah. I, and it's just something that I did because I know that, I know that they need data all the time and they're searching for data. So I don't mind doing it. I'm not doing anything that I wouldn't tell everybody about. So, um, I've been checking my deer on there, but, um, you know, turkeys are supposed to be checked, but, you know, Preston mentioned something not too long ago, and I agree with it. I think we talked about it on the show. Bait stamp. I, yeah, I'm not opposed to doing some kind of stamp for turkeys. Yeah, I don't think it'd be bad. As long as they, you know, what they're going to spend the money on. And- wait, 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 wait. You're talking about I have to pay more money specifically to hunt turkeys now? I, I wouldn't saying? even, I, you know what, to me, if you did it with no, like, not an extra fee, if you, I mean, if you added a couple of extra dollars, it wouldn't bother me. But I think you could do it with the same price now, and you just ask the question: Are you planning to turkey hunt? And if the answer is yes, then they send you a stamp, just like you would for dogs. And that way, you can get an idea of how many people are actually turkey hunting, and then you can use that data toward your 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 bird population, I guess. Because right now, all right, I go buy a sportsman's license, and it covers, you know, everything other than ducks, basically. And I may not go turkey hunting, but I may go once. Say I go one time. Well, now I count as a turkey hunter, but they don't know that I went turkey hunting. And if I don't kill a bird, well, that's three birds that I was allotted that don't get killed. So, I don't know. No, I'm with you. I'll get some of that. Look, we could do this all night about the how we spend our money. Like, have y'all ever looked at where your hunting license comes from? What do you mean, where it comes from? The physical hunting license they send you in the mail. Where does it come from? I don't know. I hadn't had one in like five years. <laughs> New York. No, I've, had, I've had a hunting license. I just <laughs> hadn't had the physical copy. They come from New York. Do you want to tell me that the politicians in the state of Mississippi couldn't figure out that maybe there was one company in the state of Mississippi that could print hunting licenses? Really, I've never looked at it. And yeah, well, they, would, they would make you go to the DMV and get them, and then we just wouldn't like, buy a hunting license anymore. <laughs> yeah, but now, yeah, when you buy a hunting license like online in the state of Mississippi, you pay that little online convenience fee. You're you're lining the pockets of a New York company when it comes in the mail. It t- says New York based company and all that stuff on it. Mind blowing to me. There's not a hunter in the state of Mississippi. By the way, we should start this tomorrow. The pinstripes camo license printing. Uh, you figure out how to do it. I mean, <laughs> I just can't believe that the state does that. I'm like, y'all send our money all the way up to the northeast for them just to print out those little orange pieces of paper. Yeah, you've got you y'all have got me checking my Alabama license now. I wonder where theirs <laughs> theirs might be from uh, New York too. Well, I don't have a physical copy. I was just making sure it was in date. <laughs> I got you. Uh, um, that, and that they're the stupidest people on the face of the earth. That nobody tells you. In let's see, uh, September, that if you buy, so so we we obviously we have a condo down there. I spend five six weekends during the summer in Alabama, in my boat fishing, and that's about to increase exponentially because we're gonna be putting in a Dolphin Island instead of Gaucher this year. Shout out Mary Walker won't be back. Um, <laughs> what happened, Mary because, Walker? Well, no, it's just a. It's just a matter of. It's like, would you rather would you rather hunt the Desoto or drive a little extra and hunt Panther Swamp? I got it. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. But in in Alabama, so last year I, I was like, okay, well, I know I'm going to be here two more times. So do I buy the five day and spend forty bucks because you have to have a saltwater reef endorsement to reef fish, and then you have to have the the basic saltwater license. Anyways, it's only like ten more dollars. But I was like, well, why am I going to keep spending this? Let me just get a one year. Well, we went back in October. Me and Dad did go spearfishing, and I was like, your license has expired. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just bought the one year license. Well, I bought it two weeks before the like the it was capped. So in Alabama, it like stops in September. September the 23rd is the last day. And then there's like a nine-day, 10-day period where you just can't have a license, I guess. And then it starts over 831. 
it, it doesn't make sense. So I spent like a hundred bucks as an out of state resident. I mean, as a, to get an out of state license. And then it was over in seven days. Oh, wow. So it, pissed, we, it made me really mad. So it doesn't run a year. It, it runs out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how, like in Mississippi, if you bought one today, this time next year it expires. Exactly. Well, in Alabama, it's like no card date every year is eight thirty-one. Huh. Well, so what we've gathered here is that you know I'm not one hundred percent sure we need bag limit changes. I just would like for them to apply some data, and I, I'm just still frustrated we don't get much data. Right. You would. Like, I get what you're saying. You 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 think you would see some sort of rule changes. Just to, if nothing else, just to see what happens. I would be, and, and I know there's probably some people listening that would be upset at me saying this, but I would be all for dropping the turkey limit to two just to see what happens. Well, see, I'm on the other side of it. I believe in having the data first before you make the decision because you just make a lot of people mad. But, I mean, I get but, it. I, I but if the data I, that you have right now is consistently saying that there's a decline in the population, but, you know um, but I will tell you this: I got on ducks like I've never gotten on ducks last week, and uh, it was—you could not have convinced me that there was a decline in ducks based off what I was seeing. Now, if I was up there hunting right now, you could probably convince me pretty easily, right? Patterns, but it was—it was a real neat experience because I got to see how many thousands of ducks there really are that could just show up, you know? Yeah, but. I want I want to hear more about the ducks. I don't want to forget this because I, I've been waiting to mention this since we got started. Have you guys ever heard of this tick deal that you get bit and Lone, I think Star. It's Lone Star tick? That's right. Yep. Yep. And then you're like allergic to meat. Correct. Allergic, allergic to red meat. Mm-hmm. Red meat. Right. Yeah. Have you met anybody that's ever had that? I know Never one met. person. Never met anyone. I finally, uh, one of the guys that hunts hunt, uh, hunts with us, um, I found out the other day, we were talking, and he was like, yeah. He was like, there's really no reason for me to kill deer this year unless I just kill a giant buck because I can't eat them anyway. And I said, what are you talking about? You can't eat them. And he told me, he was like, I've got that uh, that tick disease now. It's called uh, alpha-gal syndrome, alpha-gal, AGS, alpha-gal syndrome. And apparently he got bit by a Lone Star tick and like a few days later, didn't even know he had a tick bite. Um, a few days later, he ate a hamburger, felt horrible after eating it, but just thought it was something to do with the burger. And then like a couple days after that, he ate some beef tenderloin and broke out in hives from his feet to his head. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Went and got the blood work done and he had alpha-gal syndrome. Not curable, nothing you can do about it. No, uh, I did read, because I had read about it before, but... uh. I went back after after talking to him, and it said you you could potentially this is potentially um kind of it it kind of wane and go away over time. Yeah, but it doesn't always do that. Um, but it said uh you can't eat like pork, beef, rabbit, lamb, deer, none of that. Sucks. Yeah, well, or milk products like like you can't eat you can't like have uh, dairy. Like anything that comes from a cow, yeah, that's nuts. Like I can't imagine. Can you imagine living without <laughs> being able to eat all that? Well, my thing's butter. If I couldn't yeah. have butter, then I mean real butter, not vegetable spread like most eating marks <laughs> are out there eating today. You don't um, believe? Uh, you don't eat? I can't believe it's not butter. No, because I'm not a disgusting human. I got you. <laughs> um, and you, I don't eat veg. You read the ingredients list on the back of your. I can't believe it's not butter. Okay, you know what's in have, my I, butter? I, I Cream and that. salt. Anyways, <laughs> that would be the biggest thing for me. Ben just yeah. likes Fabio. That's why he likes that. Uh, and I, well, no. everybody loves Fabio, man. <laughs> that dude's still alive. Probably not. Probably for me, and I can't believe it's not butter. It's probably <laughs> his cancer. I take that one up for you. So, all right, I, I know I interrupted you. I, I didn't want to forget that because it, it's been on my mind for the last week or two since I found out because I was just blown away that I finally knew somebody that had that. 
Um, and now I've got my wife like checking me for ticks every time I go in the yard or something. Hey, well, uh, I'm not. Even, I'm not sure we have that type of tick. But he got it in Mississippi. He got it in Mississippi. He hadn't been out of the state. Yeah, we have that. We do have that tick in Mississippi. Um, but real quick, just I'm gonna put a plug out there. Uh, Sawyer's, you're more than welcome to sponsor us. Permifrin. They sell a yep. spray you put on your clothes, and uh, I bought it because it keeps. If you spray your clothes, they're good for like four or five washes to keep mosquitoes off of you, and it does work. But the better part is it keeps those ticks off. The ticks will get onto your clothing and then jump right off because they they don't like that chemical that's on there. I, think it's just, actually, I feel like the, I feel like all this is about my video of me carrying the all the freaking ooh, all the freaking lanes out there that live in the society who are afraid of ticks. I don't like, even oh, think you're about that. These. It ooh. does it does go with the video though because all right. For anybody listening, Hunter made a, a stupid video of him carrying a deer out on its back. A genius video. It was genius. I mean, it was. Uh, but I thought it was in, incredibly stupid when he posted it. I was like, this is the dumbest thing we've ever posted. And it turns out it's the best thing we've ever posted because it's been viewed like 65,000 times. Um, but almost all the comments are like, that's a good way to get ticks. You're going to get ticks. Check yourself yeah, the ticks. Yeah, those are beta males. Same <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I've had ticks embedded in my skull when I was a kid. Like I'm good. Like, if, if I get it, if it happens, it happens. I'm not gonna live my life in fear of an inferior life. That that actually explains a lot now knowing that. So well, Matt had one super. <laughs> Matt, let's hear about ducks because it, I felt like every few hours you were sending us pictures of ducks last week. It was awesome. Um, super pumped on that duck hunting invite. Yeah, I did give you a duck hunting invite this year. You, you did like to, three weeks ago. You went. You did went <laughs> to a job. Four or five weeks. Ago. And then didn't even take the job. And then I, I got a fight with the guy at the job interview. Yeah. <laughs> it was eighty <laughs> degrees. <laughs> it was, it was eighty-two degrees. <laughs> uh, okay. But it's like, yeah. come on, man, they're fun. <laughs> so yeah, I missed. Uh, let's see. I missed that front came through on Thursday night, Friday before Christmas. And so let's just say the 23rd, it got cold. I didn't hunt the 23rd, the 24th or the 25th. Uh, but I left Christmas night, got a good wife that let me leave. And I almost didn't think that was going to happen because we played a family football game in the front yard and Shelly got juked and about blew her knee out. I didn't think I was going to let it go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I get up there late. I know it's cold. I'm talking about I didn't probably fall asleep close to one o'clock because we drove up at night. Uh, go out the next morning, and I knew it was going to be good because I'm launching the boat, guys. The boat is going in the water, and we don't ever see ducks at the boat ramp. But as soon as I turn the boat around and start driving to where we're going to go, there are mallards getting up off the roofs flying right in front of the boat. Like, we're sitting there shining spotlights on mallard after mallard after mallard. They don't have anywhere to go, though, because it's still an hour before daylight. Yeah. So they just kind of would fly, you know, 30 yards and set back down. Uh, bust ice. Didn't think we were going to get in there. Made it in there. Had to do, uh, I don't know, a dozen donuts in the boat to make a hole. <laughs> there was no open water. Uh, but made a hole and got set up and was like, you know, I don't know if, I, if we saw all those ducks. This ought to be pretty good. I, I hope this works out. And I mean, as soon as legal shooting light was there, uh, if we had five big ducks, it was all gadwall. Come in and I shoot and miss like a dummy. And my hunting partner, Heath, drops one that literally hit me. It hit me in the blind. Nice. Uh, so we dropped that one. And so, you know, your first flights in waterfowl hunting are going to be wood ducks usually. So then the wood ducks started flying. We limited on wood ducks within, I don't know, 10 minutes. Wow. And uh, we actually ended up with 10 ducks at that spot. And we loaded up to go in. And as we were going in, we noticed in one of our catfish ponds that there was some open water in the middle, and there was literally hundreds of mallards, every one of them a mallard, in this hole. This, this is on private land. This is on private land. Nobody so, shot. What's, what's that? <laughs> Nobody shot, right? Yeah. So That's we, why I wasn't invited. Yeah. So no, no, it gets better. So we're too short of our limit. So I was like, well, let's just walk over there and see if, I mean, it's legal. We're walking up to ducks and water and they're going to get up. 
And so they get up. I shoot two times, two green heads drop. And so we make our limit. And then we just hunt over the next three days. And I'm talking about first pintail I've seen harvested by me or a guest. Uh, we killed a speckle belly goose. I've never killed a speckle belly goose, but we killed one. We had two commit and killed one. Uh, we killed shovelers. We killed gadwall, wood ducks, um, obviously mallards, the pintail. Um, and then there was a couple other ducks. We had a couple other off ducks we shot. Oh, green wing teal. We killed a bunch of green wing teal, and uh, probably the coolest thing was we kill blue wing teal in September. Mm-hmm. But I personally have never, from Christmas on, seen a blue wing teal uh, at our place. And I killed a blue wing teal on Wednesday morning, I think. And so I didn't cool. think that blue wing teal would even be here right now. They shouldn't be. We we killed. We had about five green wings come in first light Wednesday morning. We killed them. Well, we thought they were all green wings, and we went and picked them up, and they were all green wings, except I had one hen blue wing in that group, and that was mind-blowing to me. And where, see, the where thing are blue that wings normally at? They usually are the first duck to migrate. Yeah, they should already be okay. in South America. <laughs> okay. See, what Matt's describing is an event that will make a man commit thousands of dollars to duck hunt, only to want to kill himself at Muscadon <laughs> opening day two years later. No, he, he's those right, are the, those a, are the types of things. Type deal when they're like yeah. that because I didn't yeah. have to call. Sometimes I wouldn't even be calling and we'd look and there'd be multiple ducks, big ducks cupped in, landed in the spread. I, I can't <laughs> tell you where we were the first time I ever duck hunted. I can see it. I can visualize it. It's a very popular WMA. Um, I cannot... I can't think of the name of it right now, but anyways, we went Mahana? there from a, no, it wasn't Mahana. Um, it's in a big giant field, no trees. Um, anyways, we went there for my very first duck hunt and we killed six green wing till. And I was like, and maybe a couple shovelers. And I was like, this, this is the coolest thing you can do with a, with a gun. <laughs> And I can't imagine if that would have been my first duck hunt. I mean, just dis- disappointment from there on out. Matt, who, who's a better shot, you or Heath? Waterfowl? Yeah. Uh, I might lean to me. And I know I'm a little, I'm going to be a little biased there. But no, I, I think he would say that we're close. But okay. I, I think, I mean, I probably had, we had one morning my dad came over and hunted. Uh, and we so we, that morning we could kill 12 wood ducks you get three a man we had four people and guys the shooting light was legal at 631 at like 648 we had to shut down wood duck shooting because we were limited wow um but i killed a lot that morning i was maybe in a little bit better spot we were kind of spread out but I, I did kill a lot that morning but on the same note the first five ducks we shot at the whole trip were those gadwall i didn't cut a feather and i shot three times i couldn't believe it I, I even looked at him. I was like, well, that was awful. That was terrible. But then I shot well after that. <laughs> yeah. I I've, I haven't i have shot at a duck in probably 10 years, so I don't know if I can hit one or not. It's like I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm, I'm not going to hit much, but I'm going to have three and a half inch shells. So. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know, dove hunting, some years I go out dove hunting, and the first four doves that come by, I kill with four shots. And yeah. then I go out some years in dove hunting, and I'll shoot a box of shells, at five doves and not hit one. Right. I, I know what you mean. Well, I'm disgusted with my supernova. I have a I have a vanilla supernova and I hate it. I would rather just hunt with my Remington use my all twenty gauge. <laughs> like I can I'm deadly with it. I don't know why I keep bringing the vanilla everywhere. I just need to buy if you want to be a real duck hunter, you need an A five. Um so that's just what I'll buy for next year. I have a Browning. It's a Browning Silver. It's not a Browning A5, but it's a Browning Silver. Well, if the trigger's gold, if the trigger's not gold, then the ducks won't fall. The trigger is gold. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then that's why but, you... Yeah, we had, good duck, we had good duck hunting. Um, we need to see some more data. Hopefully, the state will do that. Now, duck season runs through the end of January, correct? End of January. And then, uh, since I dogged a couple politicians early, I'll give Cindy Hyde-Smith a little praise. She got veterans added to the youth hunt at the end of the year, so I do get to go the first weekend of February of the year. Okay. 
That's good. What about uh, what about deer season, guys? Where are you at on deer season? The Langfords do not want to shoot another deer unless a really big one were to show up on camera. <laughs> we just have a lot of meat. You guys have hammered them. We so you've deer. killed. I mean, have you killed three bucks, Matt? No, I've killed two bucks and a duck. Okay. That's right. That's right. But I, I, really, I don't have anything that I'm trying to shoot for a third buck. Nothing's on camera that really excites you, you know. Yeah. And Shelly's killed what, a ten buck. point, and then Neil killed a doe. That's right. So we're at five deer for the family, and it's a lot of meat. So we're uh we're good. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? Uh well, I worked for eleven days straight leading up to Christmas. <laughs> Um, then I had Christmas and it was cold and I did Christmas stuff. Um, and then it's rained ever since. And I'm really, really struggling to hang on to like the desire to go. Um, yeah. like I, I, I'm not, you know, where my heart is. Um, and after I shot that though at 72 yards, I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure I'm going to do anything cooler. Um, I mean, I walked down to my little area that I'm hunting today, which I will not be able to hunt very much longer. I've got scrapes and stuff everywhere and small scrapes, subordinate bug scrapes, because they're the ones making scrapes right now here. But your good um, time's coming. Your good time is getting close. Yeah, you, it is. It is. And I'm just not going to hunt till then because I know that I'll just be like, I know I'll be like, okay, I really don't care. So I'm going to not hunt until like January the 15th. Yeah. That's my plan. I'm just not going to go again until and then I'm yeah. going to make consecutive all-day sits. And then I'll see a six-point that's 12 inches wide, and I'll shoot and kill him, post <laughs> to the Instagram, and then I'll be like, time to go spearfish. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, kind of right there with you with deer season. I've basically got one week left that I'll have time to hunt. Uh, after this week, I, I, my time gets really slim. So, um, and I did something this year that I haven't, I don't think I've ever really done before. And I had a target buck that I had on camera in October and I hunted him and hunted him. And uh, I killed him right before Christmas, um, I guess two days before Christmas. So I don't really have another buck on camera that gets me excited either. Oh, uh, well, while <laughs> while we're sitting here talking about uh, deer hunting, uh, I'm looking up <laughs> prices for super black eagles. <laughs> I want to go duck hunting now. Seems like uh, seems like Matt would be like, "Hey, let's go, let's go duck hunting this weekend." Said, it? We finish this uh, recording, we got to talk because we got to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, well, dude, I'll get my uh, waders out. I'm going to have to cut holes in them to be able to hunt in the 90-degree weather. But <laughs> yeah, Don't cut holes in your waders. <laughs> oh, well, uh, shoot, we're about at time anyway, so uh, this will be good to wrap up right here. Um, anything else you guys have tonight? I do not. <sighs> I don't think right. so. Well, uh, like I said earlier, we hope you – had a good holiday season, a happy new year, and uh, we'll be back, you know, week after week here. Uh, check us out on uh, pretty much all forms of social media. Uh, the website's pinstripescamo.com. <laughs> if you didn't get a, if you didn't get a, a gift that you wanted, like a cool camo hat, we've got some left. Um, and I'm in the works right now to sell in a couple stores around the Hattiesburg area. So stay tuned for that coming up. So. Oh, I have one more thing to mention while yep. we're uh so uh for all the people who have put their bows up for the year um they're just rifle hunting now um i would i would th this is something and i know that i told you i was gonna blog on our website and then i've read one blog and then i never blogged again well I'm, I'm working on something right now and it's the end all be all uh the finisher the final solution um you can't say not final to go, solution. <laughs> not to go Kanye West on everybody. It's not but Zyklon it is the, B, is it? It, it is the final solution because I am purging the heavy arrow people from my life, the single bevel broadhead people from my life, and I'm going to be encouraging people to do the same. And we're going to talk about the logical 
reason why you don't need to shoot a 758 grain arrow for not just whitetail, but any animal on the planet except like a water buffalo. Um, so I promise I'll be back. It's going to be a lot of information, a lot of a lot of resources, and by resources I mean literally my opinion. So. Well, I look forward to reading it. Matt, you got anything else? I do not. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. While you're scrolling through social media, go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, visit our website, pinstripes2camo.com, to read weekly blogs and purchase Pinstripes to Camo merchandise.